The FTC has won a temporary restraining order on the Xbox Activision deal. And what does this mean? What is a temporary restraining order? Is this good for Microsoft? Is this bad for Microsoft? People are weighing in saying, oh, this is great. This is actually going to help. Others are actually pointing out that Microsoft seems to be a bit worried if the FTC gets their injunction, which is actually not quite the same as the temporary restraining order. I'm going to try to break it all down for you, okay? I've avoided covering this until significant milestones are met. So I am going to give you a recap on everything that has happened in the Xbox Activision deal. I covered it one month ago, almost to the date. We intentionally avoid talking about this. I would much rather talk about video games, but this is definitely something that needs to be covered periodically. So I put all the good information right here at the beginning so you don't have to go looking for it. I do a bit of a monologue and then I discuss it with the live audience. Make sure to hit subscribe, hit the bell button, check out all our sponsors below to support the channel. So the FTC has blocked the Xbox Activision deal, kind of, sort of, right? There have been numerous developments in this story since I've last spoke about it. I've kind of avoided it. I absolutely don't like covering this unless I have to, because it is gaming news, but it's not really been that enjoyable to cover. In fact, it's been exactly one month since I made any content about this, and that is by design. I don't like overwhelming the channel with the coverage. There was a time there where it seemed like every other week there was a development. So first, I'm going to give you a recap on what has happened since my last video on this. We've got Bobby Kotick making some interesting comments. We have a CMA appeal hearing. We've got information on that. Will Xbox be pulling their games from the UK and an FTC fine for Microsoft that has all transpired since the last time I made a video about this. Now, second, I will attempt to make sense out of the FTC's restraining order that is temporary and the the injunction that they're trying to get, right? Their pre- preliminary injunction. I'm going to ask the question, is this good? Is this bad for Microsoft? Why is Microsoft actually trying to speed the process along? They would like this hearing and these processes to be executed expedited lastly i will tell you what i think i do my best to sort of lay out everything give you as many quotes and as much information as i can before really weighing in myself and saying well here's what i think so very quickly let's just do a quick recap of what has transpired in the last 30 days first you've got bobby kodak uh breaking his silence with this article and I, I had to show the picture, okay? Because this article is trying to use this sweet little innocent picture of Bobby. Uh, they refer to him as an embattled CEO. Uh, keep in mind, this is the person you're cheering for when you cheer for this deal. He really likes this deal. It's going to be great for him. Uh, his comments also seem to indicate he's okay if the deal doesn't go through. So this is somebody who's going to benefit greatly from this deal. So just leave that image up there for just a little bit. This is your you know, your cheerleading squad is cheering for that guy this is somebody who wants the deal to go through but does he it's a little curious right the first thing he does in the article is he speaks to the allegations of a toxic culture at the company he says we've had every possible form of investigation done and we did not have a systemic issue ever 
We didn't have any of what the mischaracterizations mischaracterizations have been reported in the media. But what we did have was a very aggressive labor movement working hard to try and destabilize the company. Now, I don't really feel like getting into what he's asserting here. I just think you should know that that's what he's saying. He's claiming there was no systemic issue at the company. It's been investigated. Their own internal investigation, by the way, it was their own report that they did, their transparency report that they put out. Out there now the article also includes some it included some glowing praise of Bobby Kotick from none other than Michael Prack uh, Michael Pactor so there's your man there too Michael Pactor's got a lot of praise for Bobby Kotick now the article got into discussions about unions and other elements that I just don't think are worth getting into but the ending is more pertinent to the Activision deal Kotick said the following we have a great company we have an enormous amount of momentum and we have an extraordinary balance sheet and we can continue to be successful alone like we have been for the last 30 years but it'll be great if the deal goes through because I think it's the right thing for the industry it's almost as if he doesn't care if the deal doesn't go through I mean I think he'll benefit greatly from it but he's also kind of like yeah if this doesn't go through we'll be fine we've been fine for the last 30 you know 30 years keep in mind quote if the deal doesn't go through Activision will soldier on with a balance sheet that is bolstered by 12.6 billion in cash on the books that amount will grow by nearly 3 billion if Microsoft has to pay Activision the deal breakup fee that was negotiated as part of the transaction that's a lot of cash to wield should Kodak decide to go shopping for other companies so some think that Bobby is continually inserting himself into the public dialogue to hurt the PR of the deal he's kind of the last person you want out there talking about the deal and cheering for the deal let's say he got a total bum rap and he's innocent and none of these problems were actually happening at the company I I, I have a hard time believing that given everything we've seen but let's just say that's true you still don't want him out there talking about this deal the PR and the stink surrounding this man is terrible. So the fact that he keeps inserting himself into the public and into the dialogue, it's almost as if he's trying to sabotage the deal. I could be compelled that that's what he's trying to do. It's, you know, it's a quick way to get 3 billion from Microsoft and then go on about your day. I'm not sure if he is trying to sabotage it. Even this article felt like a bit of a PR puff piece to make him look innocent and harmless, which I am not convinced that he is innocent and harmless at all, and this article felt very much, you know, contrived and fake. It didn't feel genuine at all. So that's one of the things that happened in the last 30 days. The next thing that happened is with regard to Microsoft's appeal hearing with the CMA, according to GameIndustry.biz, quote, Hearings in Microsoft's appeal of the CMA's decision to block its proposed acquisition of Activision Blizzard in the UK will start on July 24th. So this is June 15th, the day I'm reading through this, so that's still more than a month away. Marcus Smith, president of the Competition Appeal Tribunal, announced a 10-day period for this, but said that he doesn't think it will take that long. Microsoft requested a four-day hearing wanting to ensure to unpack arguments in oral submissions. Now, keep in mind, they would like plenty of time with the CMA to get all of their argumentation out. Keep that in mind when we get to the FTC stuff. Then, the other thing that happened, that's just the CMA. The CMA blocked and Microsoft's now got their appeal date, okay? Then, the notion that Microsoft 
could pull Activision games from the UK started circulating, according to InsiderGaming.com. Microsoft could pull Activision games from the UK as Microsoft prepares for its appeal hearing in July against the CMA. A new report from Bloomberg claims that the company is considering all options in order to gain approval for its purchase in Activision Blizzard. Now, during the week of June 6th, Brad Smith allegedly met with the UK's head of treasury to discuss the CMA's decision as well as his criticism of the UK and the CMA. We have no idea what excuse me, what the result of that meeting was. We have no idea what the result of that meeting was. But apparently he met with the head of treasury. And again, according to Bloomberg, one extreme option could be to bypass the UK's order and press ahead with the deal or withdraw Activision from the UK market, okay? That's another thing that's been thrown out there in the wake of this deal being blocked by the CMA is we'll just pull out of the UK or just go on without them. People throwing these suggestions out should maybe do a little bit more research. Last, but certainly not least, this is actually an important part of the recap, okay? The FTC fined Microsoft for not abiding by COPPA, the Child Online Privacy Protection Act, okay? According to the FTC.gov website, FTC will require Microsoft to pay $20 million over charges it illegally collected personal information from children without their parents' consent. They go on to say that Microsoft violated COPPA, quote, by collecting personal information from children who signed up to its Xbox gaming system without notifying their parents or obtaining their parents' consent, and by illegally retaining children's personal information the proposed order will actually have microsoft do more than pay a fine microsoft will be required to take several steps to bolster privacy of protections for child users on its xbox system so that's the recap all right you're all caught up that's everything that's happened prior to the ftc temporary injunction or the temporary restraining order So what in the world happened? Is the FTC blocking? Is this deal done? Is this good for Microsoft? Like, these are the questions I'm sure many people are asking. There haven't been many updates. Uh, I'm sorry, there have been updates since the report hit. So keep in mind... I am reading this at like 10 in the morning on June 15th. So things may change by the time we upload the monologue or you find the past broadcast. Always make sure and keep that in mind when we're covering these things. Many people come back to videos later after it's been a month and they're trying to correct me. Keep in mind, this is a developing story. According to PC Gamer, Quote, the U.S. Federal Trade Commission has been granted a temporary restraining order against Microsoft's proposed acquisition of Activision Blizzard. This means the deal is now officially on hold until the courts can rule on the FTC's request for a preliminary injunction against the closure of the deal, which is itself a temporary measure aimed at halting the deal until the FTC's legal challenge against the acquisition is completed. So there's two things going on. There is the temporary restraining order, but then they would also like to get a preliminary injunction against the closure of the deal. So there's two things going on here. So the restraining order is temporary, but so would the preliminary injunction. That's a measure to sort of halt the deal because they want to put put their challenge forward. All right. Apparently, all of the peacocking about closing the deal anyway made the FTC push for this. Okay. 
more from PC Gamer. As reported by The Verge, the FTC filed for the temporary restraining order and preliminary injunction on June 12th, apparently out of concern that Microsoft would move to close the deal despite UK regulators ruling against it. In fact, the actual filing says this, okay, quote, until recently, defendants indicated that they would not complete the proposed acquisition unless and until they received clearance from the European regulators, including in proceedings before this court in a private case challenging the proposed acquisition. Basically, they're saying, hey, up to now, it was clear you were going to wait for approval. You weren't just going to go forward. The FTC continues. Press reports began circulating, suggesting that the defendants were seriously contemplating closing the proposed acquisition despite the pending administrative litigation and the CMA orders. So all of the all of the public response from Microsoft, all that peacocking, well the FTC says, okay, fine, we're gonna put a stop to this. You you gotta chill. You can't just go forward until everybody's had their chance to look over everything. So what did they request? What did they get and what does it mean? The FTC requested a temporary restraining order and a preliminary injunction blocking the deal until those matters can be settled. And today the court agreed issuing a TRO, temporary restraining order, to keep everything as is until all the legal wrangling is over. The order means Microsoft and Activision cannot close the deal until after 11.59 p.m. Pacific on the fifth business day after the court rules on the FTC's request for a preliminary injunction. Now, this can get confusing because they're granted the restraining order, but what they want is a preliminary injunction. Well, what's a preliminary injunction? A preliminary injunction is temporary relief that preserves the status quo until the courts decide on the merits of the case. So the restraining order is to stop the deal from going through until the preliminary injunction can be granted. And Microsoft is worried that that will lead to the deal being blocked. They're actually requesting for things to be sped up. They are asking for an expedited hearing. Why? Because they believe the preliminary injunction, if granted, will basically block the deal. Here is the quote. As history shows, the court's ruling on the FTC's request for a preliminary injunction will decide the fate of this transaction, particularly in light of the termination date of July 18, 2023. If defendants prevail, the FTC's long-standing and unbroken practice has been to walk away from its challenge. On the other hand, if the court grants a preliminary injunction, it will effectively block the transaction because the FTC's process is glacial and one quote, no substantial business transaction could ever survive. They're quoting uh, something from 1986. <laughs> They're, okay, so case law is helping them here all the way back to 86 saying nobody can survive this. All right. Basically, what they're saying is history shows this process kills deals because it's too large to survive. Now, there's a late update on this, okay? They're pushing for the expedited hearing, and quote, this is from Stephen Totillo on Twitter, quote, the FTC filed a notice of intent to oppose Microsoft's request for an expedited hearing. Says that Microsoft's claim of a July 18th deadline is moot because the merger has already been blocked by the UK. So they're saying, listen, that date doesn't matter. It's already been blocked by the UK, all right? We're going to get our day. We're going to get our chance to look at this. We're not going to let you have an expedited hearing. We're going to push to block that. So the FTC intends to block the expedited hearing request. They claim that it's moot. CMA has already blocked the deal. Now, more from PC Gamer on 
if the preliminary injunction is granted. Quote, if the court grants the preliminary injunction, then everything will go into a holding pattern until the FTC's full complaint is heard, ruled on, and if necessary, appealed to whatever extent is possible. So, that's essentially what Microsoft is saying. If you grant them this preliminary injunction, if you grant them this, then... It's, it's going to go into this process and we're going to lose. We're, we're not going to get through this. The next thing it said, if it doesn't go through, PC Gamer says, then I wouldn't be at all surprised to see Microsoft stand on it, get the deal done, and sort out the details later. This very much squares with Microsoft's own summary, right? The FTC has a history, according to Microsoft, of just walking away if the defendants prevail. But if the injunction goes through, the FTC has a history of winning. So is this good or is this bad? For Microsoft, Brad Smith, president of Microsoft, said, quote, Today's action by the FTC to file suit in our Activision case in federal court should accelerate the decision-making process. This benefits everyone. We always prefer constructive and amicable paths with governments, but have confidence in our case and look forward to presenting it. So, at one level, this is what Microsoft wants. It's kind of what all of us want to a degree. Just get this thing moving. It feels like it's taking forever. I think a lot of us are just unfamiliar with court proceedings of this size and scope. It's just going to take a long time, all right? Even Microsoft, I think, given Microsoft's concern and their request for an expedited hearing, this isn't as clean as, oh, this helps Microsoft, okay? This could very well lead to the FTC successfully blocking the deal, and this is admitted by Microsoft's own document and their own request. So this is good for Microsoft, but it also isn't as clean as like, oh yeah, no, this is going to lead to them winning. I think many people are jumping to conclusions as they have for months. Many people, as soon as there's a headline, they're like, oh, it's deal. It's closing. It's closing. It's closing. I remember the provisional findings of the CMA. Everybody ran with, oh yeah, it's getting closed. This deal's as good as done. And then we all know how that turned out. So what do I think, okay? That's everything, that's the recap, that's me attempting to explain the temporary restraining order and the preliminary injunction and why the FTC is doing this. So what do I think? Well, combing over the recap, let's just start with Bobby Kotick. Like, Bobby Kotick, really? Really? We're going to write puff pieces about this guy? We're going to write puff pieces about Bobby Kotick. We're really going to give a platform to someone to claim that nothing happened at his company. Back in February, the SEC fined Activision $35 million for not disclosing the harassment at the company to their investors. This is the man. This is the company you're going to write a puff piece for. Apparently, there were instances, and they weren't disclosed to the investors. So you can't hand wave and say there were no major interests. A- instances. Activision's own report substantiated 29 out of the 100 plus claims. Now, you might look at a company this size and say 29 seems kind of low. Well, maybe they did their own investigation as well. There were over a hundred claims. They substantiated 29 of them. That doesn't mean the rest of them are false. It just means they were unable to substantiate the claims. There were still a lot of people claiming there were problems at the company. And let's not forget that according to IGN report that I read, the Wall Street Journal published a report later that year alleging that CEO, the CEO, Bobby, had knowledge of the harassment but ignored and perpetuated it, including an incident in which he left a voicemail threatening to have his assistant killed. That's who we're talking about here, okay? Bobby Kotick. You're really going to write a puff piece for this guy. Get your head on straight, all right? How much did they pay for that? The second thing. Most importantly, I think, and you can't wa- you can't gloss over this. 
the 20 million dollar fine over child privacy this is precisely what many of us have been trying to draw attention to Microsoft can just ignore legislation they can just ignore the rules and just pay a fine right they oh yeah yeah we'll just pay the fine I literally saw a tweet about this $20 million fine over COPPA, the Child Online Privacy Protection Act. They didn't abide by it, so they're being fine, right? I saw a tweet flexing that this $20 million was pocket change to Microsoft. This is from somebody who supports the Activision Blizzard deal. The lack of self-awareness is staggering. The government passes COPPA, and a company and a platform the size of YouTube had to make damaging changes to their own platform. Now, YouTube's not perfect. I will never claim they're perfect, but they inflicted lots of damage from COPPA, and they just did it. They pushed it out. They did it for the sake of protecting the information of children. But Microsoft seemingly can just ignore this type of thing and just pay the fine. This is exactly what is wrong with the Activision Blizzard deal. Microsoft has a history of just paying fines, ignoring antitrust regulations, and pay the fine. And now we have them with child information privacy, and they're like, yeah, well, we won't do it. We'll just pay the fine. What a great company to cheer for. Oh, a little side note. I thought the FTC had no power. I thought the FTC had no teeth. It's interesting to see how many fines the FTC has passed out in the last 12 months, as well as the blocks that they've successfully pushed out. But they don't have any power. Third, the notion that Microsoft may pull games out of the UK. Microsoft cannot afford to walk away from the UK. That was posturing at best. The podcasts and the outlets that were suggesting this is a viable option don't understand the scope of what they're suggesting. Beyond that, the deal itself states within itself that it requires US, UK, and EU approval. All right? They can't just go forward with it. Oh, yeah, just we'll just leave that country. The deal itself stipulates that you need these regulators' approval. So stop with the whole, we'll just remove cloud from the deal. Can you just remove cloud? Or or, we'll just pull out of the UK. These suggestions are not likely. I don't even think they're possible according to the deal's verbiage. The last thing I want to say is this. I can't wait until this is over. I've intentionally ignored much of the coverage because it's just not enjoyable to cover. I much prefer covering video games and discussing the gaming industry. Sadly... The Xbox Activision deal has even poisoned that to a degree. It's heightened the tribalism, the dishonesty, the smear tactics, and this is all over video games. So for now, it seems that the deal and the fight for Activision Blizzard be purchased by Microsoft, that fight continues to battle on, and I'll do my best to cover it only when absolutely necessary. So let me give you my thoughts and my conclusions about this. First, it's clear that Microsoft did not handle the public, they didn't handle the PR, they did not handle this deal very well after the CMA block. Up to that point, I was honestly impressed by how well they were playing the public like a fiddle. They had everybody convinced that they were Johnny Appleseed. They were just going to put games everywhere. They were going to put Call of Duty everywhere. They had the public convinced they were the good guys. They had the public convinced they were the plucky underdog trying to make a go at gaming right microsoft's the underdog okay but then when it got blocked by the cma they insulted the cma they threatened the uk they kind of insulted and threatened both of them passively and once the new lawyer got involved they all went quiet lulu cheng started tweeting a whole lot less about this deal so did phil spencer so did brad smith then we get brad smith's tweet about the ftc and it seems a lot more lawyer approved 
The second thing I'll say is, the question of whether or not this is good for Microsoft is a toss-up. Sure, it's moving things along, which is very welcome. I think we all welcome things moving forward. But it's also exposing Microsoft's lack of confidence in being able to beat the FTC. For all the talk of the FTC's lack of power, they just handed Microsoft a $20 million fine, and Microsoft admits that a preliminary injunction would likely lead to them losing and being blocked. What does that tell you about this deal? What does that tell you about how strong and convincing and compelling Microsoft can be? What does that tell you about what oversight means? My conclusion is this. While many of us just want the deal to be over, and I also, though, want the regulators to have their day, a deal of this size should be rigorously combed over. And the exasperation on both sides is due to desperation to see it closed. People are really desperate to see this deal closed. They want their plastic box to look better. Or people are exasperated because they're exhausted with having to hear about it. And much of the frustration has been driven by dishonest talking heads, misleading articles and videos, and smear tactics. As many times as I've heard how quickly this deal will close. It's closing any day now. It's going to close next month. The other thing we've heard is, well, these regulators don't really have any power. It seems now, more than ever, that none of that is true, and those people didn't know what they were talking about. Regardless of how this deal turns out, it's been a great litmus test for honesty and integrity. And the question is, did you pass the test? And that's the show open. Thank you guys so much for being here. Make sure you smash the like button. Make sure you get the member count going, the coffee orders going, all of the things. Don't ever forget to check out the links below. Support this today. I'll just do a little quick spotlight of Gamer Advantage. If you're ever looking for blue light blocking glasses, you may notice I change my frames all the time. These Horizon frames are incredibly light. They're my favorite of the bunch. But you may notice I consistently switch out my frames. So check out Gamer Advantage. Use my code over there. It helps me out. So let's drag the coffee into the frame. Let's get the sub, the member count up. The FTC is panicking. Yeah, there it is again. More just weird posturing and false claims. I don't see any panicking at all. They basically saw posturing as if they were going to go forward with the deal without the regulators having their chance to look at everything and they said uh wait what we're going to go with the temporary restraining order you you can't get this deal right now you got to stop you you can't do anything until we get our chance to look at everything five gifted members from hotshot thank you so much for coming in and gifting five members fcat says the cma has no merit saying xbox dominates cloud gaming uh, when Xbox games, Game Pass, and Microsoft PC store integration, not to mention PC, uh, I'm sorry, PlayStation is going to stream the games that you own. I don't know if the CMA ever said that they dominate cloud gaming. I think they said that the market is emerging. Microsoft already has a lead. And then they said that because the market's emerging, they would rather have market impacts allow the market to emerge naturally as opposed to massive global oversight. I don't think you're representing the CMA's argumentation very well. It wasn't, they're dominant, don't let them have it. It was, this market hasn't emerged yet. We would rather let it emerge than have so much rigorous oversight, global oversight. Three gifted members, one at a time from Raptor, from Joker, and from DK Baker. Thank you so much. Taking us to eight members on the day. Thank you so much. 
You missed my gifted. Okay, hang on a second. Uh, let me go to fan funding. Oh, Captain Toasty Buns gifted a member during the, uh, the 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 monologue. Thank you for doing that. Ice Queen Gaming did a two-month membership renewal. And Zippy Narwhal with a $5 super chat tip. It's worth noting the judge looking over this case is the same one that threw out the gamer lawsuit a few months back. I think she leans Microsoft. I don't think we can conclude that throwing out that gamer lawsuit means that she leans Microsoft. I think we all knew that gamer lawsuit was bogus. I think even people that are like super against Microsoft looked at that case and was like, this is stupid. I didn't see anybody taking that case very seriously. I didn't. Now, maybe some fanboys on Twitter were. I didn't see anybody taking that case seriously. So I don't know if we can conclude, oh, this judge is pro-Microsoft. Maybe. Maybe she is. I don't know. This still going on. What's good, Brooklyn? What was the gamer lawsuit? It's class action lawsuit, I believe, in California, Zubair. It was put forth by gamers. It wasn't like a legitimate... It wasn't a regulatory body. It wasn't a company. It was gamers. Like, I, from the beginning, I think everybody looked at it as if it was kind of a joke. You can always count on the issue to provoke a lot of vague uh, libertarian bravado. It's likely more healthy to have some measure of countervailing pressure between businesses and regulators. I'm not sure what you mean. Where would that countervailing pressure come from? Thrown out for lack of standing? I don't actually remember why it was thrown out, Zubair. I didn't follow it because I didn't take it seriously myself. I read one article on it and I thought, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. This is going to go nowhere. Personally, the FTC uh, should find the parents. You don't. That's not how COPPA works, F the cat. The Child Online Privacy Protection Act has nothing to do with finding parents because if your child sneaks and gets access to a website, that website's supposed to have you know procedures and things in place to perfect that to protect that child's uh, information. It is like it's it's not a matter of finding the parents. That doesn't even make any sense. Yo, what's good, Atwood? Tagged you in Discord for a free uh, stress test for a game that allows content creators to stream it. I don't know what uh, game you're talking about. Where did you mention? Uh, I, I, that's off topic. You got to. That's that has nothing to do with what we're doing right now. You got to leave that in uh, in members, though. I didn't see what you're talking about. Um, it was built on the same merits of that the FTC's current case is going by. That's not. That's not true. The game. The the gaming. The one for gamers was not built on the same merits. They're completely separate cases, and the FTC hasn't put forth their case yet, so how would you know that? They're literally filing for this so that they have a chance to put their case forward. That's literally what they're doing. Like, they haven't put their case forward. I don't know what happened after the refile. Last I knew, it was 12B6, and they refiled. Oh, the gaming case has been refiled? Yo, Richard Rodriguez with a $2 chip. Uh, these guys are saying that the temporary restraining order is good for Xbox you can interpret this as being good for Xbox Brad Smith said this is going to expedite decision making and that's what they want however it's not as clean as just saying it's good for Xbox Xbox Microsoft themselves have said we need an expedited hearing because if they get their preliminary injunction, if the FTC gets their preliminary injunction, Microsoft admitted in the document, we'll lose. 
we will lose if we have to go through this process with the FTC. I, I, it's, it's right here. They said, if the court grants a preliminary injunction, it will effectively block the transaction because the FTC's process is glacial uh, and one, no substantial business transaction could ever survive. Now, they're citing case law from 1986 there. I mean, there... Even Microsoft is saying we can't win against them. They'll 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 drag this out. We'll never we'll never get done. We'll get lost. We'll get lost in the woods here. We'll never get out. We'll never get out of this alive. So saying, oh no, no, this is good. This is good for Microsoft. I mean, it could be good for Microsoft. It could be really bad for Microsoft. Why? Because the restraining order is allowing a window of time for the FTC to get their preliminary injunction. So if you see this is like, oh, this is great for Microsoft, it's not that simple. It's not that simple. That's one way it could go. Mr. Frugal with 18 months. The FTC is about to slap Microsoft with the U of M, uh, the way the U of M slapped OSU. Stop. I can't believe you would bring that up this far out. You truly are a Michigan fan. Eugene says that case is still ongoing as of May. Oh, the the gamers case is still ongoing. Huh. I thought it was over as well. Again, I didn't pay any attention to it because I didn't take it serious. A DK Baker rounding things out, putting us at 10 members on the day. Thank you, DK Baker. Dubair says, Lono, an old case being cited is not a bad thing. It means that the case is still good law and probably a well-established precedent. I wasn't saying it was a bad thing. I was just saying they're going back as far as 86 to say there's a standing precedent here. If we go toe-to-toe with the FTC, if you give them their preliminary injunction, we're going to lose. All the way back in 86, this was an established idea that no, nobody can survive this. It's glacial. It's too big. I wasn't saying that they had no right to cite 86 case law. I'm just saying they're citing 86 case law. They're going back to, to the 80s to say, we, we can't beat these guys if, we, if they get granted their preliminary injunction. This thing's dead if you if you give them that. Eugene says, the last update I can find on the gamer suit is that they were denied a temporary injunction, but the case continues. Okay. <clears throat> Sony can afford a publisher that costs $8 billion or less, which is still a lot of choice. But if I were Sony, I would buy an RPG studio like L- L- Larian and make Sony RPG later, like in Exile. I mean, I'd, I don't really want to get into that. I, I, that's the one thing I don't want to have happen. I think a lot of people don't realize that, like, I'm not just against Microsoft doing this. I think if Microsoft succeeds in buying Activision Blizzard, it'll turn into a buying war, and you'll see Amazon throw their hat in the ring. Tencent will probably try to gobble up more. Embracer just, you know, is closing a bunch of places. So who knows what they're getting ready to do. Embracer could be doing that to lower to lower cost to get ready to make a purchase. I don't know. Like a lot of their foreclosures and studios that they're shutting down, Embracer could be preparing for the, the oncoming buying war. Google, Amazon, Tencent, Embracer, Sony, all these people throwing their hats in the ring trying to buy up studios. This would be the starter pistol. Right? This would be the starter pistol. Like, yeah, yeah, they got they got Activision Blizzard. Well, now all you got to do is buy a company smaller than that, and you're good to go. Embracer situation's absolutely brutal. Always thought this company was sus. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, of course, of course, Embracer's terrible, but Microsoft's not. Microsoft has paid antitrust fines in the past, ignoring regulation, and now they're going to pay a fine ignoring COPPA. They, ju- they, just, they just ignore Child Online Privacy Protection Act, and you're like, that's fine, 20 million's pocket change to them. How, do, how does that make them any different than, than Embracer? Like, so em- Embracer has this history, they gobble up, they, they buy, they do acquisitions, and now what are they doing? They're doing all these foreclosures, laying all these people off. And it's like, wait a minute, you don't think Microsoft's going to do the same thing? What do you think is going to happen if Microsoft gets Activision Blizzard, and then there's a buying war? And then Amazon, Google, Tencent, Embracer, Sony, everybody starts gobbling up companies. They'll literally do it just to keep their competitor from getting it, and who knows what they'll do with the companies at that point. Who knows? I mean, as far as foreclosure and studio foreclosures and things that, that Microsoft would have planned for Activision Blizzard, they're going to want to recoup costs on this purchase. So they're going to want to lower operating costs as soon as they possibly can. As soon as the ink is dry. That would be the most logical choice, in my mind. E-guitar player with a, a month of membership and a blue badge. Maybe Microsoft is where ABK belongs. I, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I think you got to chop them up. They, well, that won't happen. I don't think Activision Blizzard will get chopped up. According to Bobby Kotick, they'll be just fine. They're like, yeah, we'll be just fine. We got we got plenty of money on the books. And we'll get $3 billion if this deal doesn't go through. Like, I mean, <laughs> it's a fast way to get $3 billion. He's out here doing these interviews, and it's like, okay. Well, you know, Weber Team has accepted your... Oh, nice. Nice, nice, nice. We're going to be playing Layers of Fear today. We got keys. Um, we got keys. So I'm excited about that. We'll get credit for the coverage and everything. I just want to do Kill Zone. Is the FTC arguing the same case for the CMA case, or is it over Call of Duty? CMA didn't have an issue with Microsoft owning Call of Duty. Green Goblin, we don't yet know because the FTC hasn't made their case. So the CMA, their provisional findings were that the the console market would not see a substantial, no, a significant lessening of competition. It's some kind of language like that. I don't want to, I don't want to mess a word up, right? (laughs) But they basically argued in their provisional findings that console competition would not be significantly harmed if it went through. Then they blocked because they said the cloud market is emerging and we see it's better to have market impacts allow that market to emerge than have that market emerge underneath. Hey, thanks for ordering some coffee. Somebody ordered some dark roast. Um, it's better for that to emerge on its own than underneath our global scrutiny. Everybody's misrepresenting the CMA's block. They're like, well, cloud, really? Microsoft doesn't have a dominant lead in cloud. Yo, five gifted members from DeFreezy. Thank you so much. You guys are cruising on that member count today, man. Look at that thing go. That's the layup. We're now a 10 bomb away from 25. Thank you for the layup. Listen, the argument from the CMA was not... Microsoft's dominating cloud. We gotta block them. It was, you already have a lead. Okay? You already have a lead. And this market is emerging right now. And we think it should be left to emerge 
from market impacts as opposed to emerging with you getting another boost to your lead and then now we have to have all this oversight the impetus would be on the regulators to have massive global oversight because the global market is going to go towards cloud are you reading the headlines like Microsoft's leaning into cloud Sony's just leaned into cloud with their own tech uh, was it Japan Japan sees like a what, what was the stat it was going to go from like 1 billion yen to like 14 billion yen in just one year now that's not a ton of money when you when you actually convert it to US dollars but going from like the 1 all the way up to 14 I don't remember the exact stat Everybody is looking at cloud and saying, this is about to have its beginning moments. This market doesn't exist yet. Another order of coffee. Are these genuine? Wow, is that two orders already? I don't know. Sometimes that sometimes the alerts act goofy. Let me let me let me double check here. I want to shout out the people that did it. If you guys take the time to put your username in the cart, yeah, I have two orders here. I have two orders. If you take your time to put your username in the cart, I'll know your username. Oh, one's Rigen. One is Rigen, and the other is, I believe, Dusty Mad. I, I recognize the email addresses, so I can use your usernames. <clears throat> uh, he's definitely a bot, Zubair. What's Zubair saying? I feel like a lot of chat would fail that. <laughs> what did Hilly say? Zubair, are you applying the Turing test on chat? Y'all realize, says Eugene, the console market in the U.S. is different than the U.K. and Europe, right? So ideas of competitiveness and antitrust in this deal are different. That's a great point, Eugene. The CMA and the U.K., they only consider their own market. The FTC hasn't made their argument yet. So their argument can't I can't be identical to the CMA because there's going to be different stats, there's going to be different reports, there's going to be different factors because FTC is going to be concerned with their market, not what the CMA said. Now they may mimic some of what the CMA said about cloud because I just think it's good legal argumentation. I think it's solid logic to be like this market doesn't really exist yet. And you guys want to get a nice big head start. Not only do you want a nice big head start, you in cloud services have been accused by Google of all people of antitrust behavior on a global scale. Why the CMA block it globally then? What do you mean? They didn't block it globally. The CMA blocked the request and their argumentation was that it would require global oversight. Digital Foundry said that GeForce Now is almost native. xCloud is real player video. Yeah, I saw that, F the cat. Trunks coming in with 13 months. Hey, Lona, will you be going over the new Armored Core video that came out yesterday? I wanted to cover that. It's really, really hard for me to just do like a video game breakdown of a game like that when something like this hits. Like I thought, I literally went and checked. I said, how long has it been since we've talked about the Xbox Activision deal? It had been almost 30 days. To the, to, I think tomorrow is the 30th day since I've talked about it. I said, all right, fine. Let's do a recap. We were saving all those articles. Every time we saw an article about the Activision Blizzard deal, I said, save the article. So Bobby Kotick doing his interviews, the CMA appeal hearing. Uh, oh, M- Microsoft might pull games from the UK. And then the FTC fining Microsoft. We just saved all that. I said, we'll just do a recap when we finally cover this again. Everyone sees things different. Doesn't the EU not even see cloud as its own market? More like an extension or part of the gaming market? Not 100% sure. 
Well, it does depend on how you define the cloud market. It also depends on your vision for it. Is the cloud market no big deal? The CMA views the cloud market in its infancy. They say this is in its infancy. This hasn't this hasn't emerged yet. How does that work, says Zubair? If I'm in the U.S. and I don't do what the CMA says, what's the CMA going to do? Almost got your 30-day chip. I know, right? I almost got my 30-day chip of not talking about this crap. Oh, my gosh. Cloud gaming is the 3D glasses for home TVs. Oh, no, it's not. I Listen, I think people are really underestimating what cloud's going to do. I, I really, truly do. I think cloud gaming, cloud services are already becoming endemic to daily tech life, to daily gaming life. It's becoming, it's becoming endemic. So even if Microsoft pulls Activision out of the UK, CMA can find them for selling in Africa, for example. No, that's not, no, that's not true, Amos. No, you gotta stop. You're just saying stuff, man. You're just saying stuff. That is not true. The CMA can only exercise authority over its governance. Like, they can't say, hey, what are you doing over there? We don't allow that. You understand that the CMA has regulations that the United States doesn't, right? So, can they fine a company for doing something in the United States that's not allowed? in the UK, you understand the idiocy of what you're saying. Like, that's not... that That's not true. The, the CMA has its own regulations for its own... for its own governance. You, you can't start saying, hey, you can't do that over there in the United States. That's not how that works. The FTC has regulations that don't exist in the C... in, in the UK. CMA blocked the deal globally, enforced globally... I don't know where you're coming from on this. Yes, that's what they do. I uh, okay. I'm done talking to you because you you truly don't know what you're talking about. You're taking the stream down into the gutter of stupidity. Like I'm not doing this with you today. You're on some weird wavelength of misinformation, and it's not worth it. A five dollar tip from Severin Evans. FTC has a temporary suspension, but it's not blocked yet. From what I understand, though, this trial will decide the fate of the deal. We shall see. Severed Evans, that's correct, and I may, and that's why I put a question mark. Xbox Activision deal blocked by the FTC, question mark. Has it been blocked? And I made clear in the show open, it is a temporary restraining order, a TRO, okay? It's a TRO. A temporary restraining order is because the FTC wants the chance to get their preliminary injunction. If they get their preliminary injunction, then they get to take their time, look at everything, and Microsoft doesn't want the preliminary injunction. They argue that if the FTC's granted a preliminary injunction, then you're, we're not going to win this case. They essentially argue right here. They argue right here, the FTC's request for a preliminary injunction will decide the fate of this transaction. They go on to say that if they're granted it, it will effectively block it because the FTC's process is glacial. No substantial business transaction could ever survive. So Microsoft's like, we can't survive that. We will lose if you grant them this preliminary injunction because it'll drag. It'll basically drag it out is what they're arguing. Didn't you complain when people did similar clickbait with the CMA approving? It's not clickbait to ask the question. You understand what clickbait is, right? You understand when when people said that the CMA approved it, that wasn't true. It was a provisional finding. 
I did the exact same thing with my CMA coverage. It's always funny when people try to catch me in being inconsistent, and then you end up proving that I'm very consistent. I did the exact same thing with the CMA approval. I did the same thing. Blocked by CMA. That was true. They had blocked it. On May 27th of 2023, I did an a, a thumbnail. Xbox. Did CMA approve? Question mark. And today's is no different. Activision deal blocked by the FTC? Question mark. I'm asking the question. So when the provisional findings of the CMA came out, I said, did they approve it? And when this happened, I said, did the FTC block it? That's not clickbait. That's called consistency. That's called creating a, a, a curiosity or a mystery gap. You're, you're, you're making somebody ask a question, and then they come in here for the information. That's, that's literally the best above-board practice of thumbnail, title, and motivating a click-through rate. Like, don't even try that with me today. Don't even try it. There's nothing clickbait about asking a question. If I would have made a thumbnail that said FTC blocks deal, you could call that clickbait because that's not true. They've not blocked the deal. Yes, Lono, but the judge for the CMA says they have no grounds. I've that's I've not seen anything that states that. Where are you pulling that from? What See, the problem is is when this when we cover this, people come in and say stuff like that, we lightly press on it and it ends up not being true. Somebody already this morning said that the gamers case in California has been thrown out and 2 seconds of research someone's like, "No, it's still ongoing." So the, C, the the judge for the CMA said they have no grounds. Where was that stated? When was that stated? Devin Evans with a $5 super chat tip. Whether the deal passes or dies, though, seems like we will not. We will know very soon. Honestly, just ready for it to be over. Nothing changes either way, though. Well, I ended my show open by saying I think this entire ordeal has been a good litmus test for honesty and integrity, and I think plenty of people showed us that they have no honesty and they have no integrity. Like, they've made it very clear. They chose a side and they misled the public. They obfuscated facts. They slanted things. They flat out lied about stuff. Like, if the deal goes through, I'll be extremely disappointed as somebody who leans against too much oversight, too much regulation. I also lean against mass consolidation. I lean against both of those things. Even as a non-gamer, as just an educated citizen, I'm like, too much regulation is bad, and too much consolidation is bad. This will literally do both things. This will do both of those things. I'm against those things at an intellectual level. It's not just, oh, I don't like Xbox. I don't want them to buy that. If Amazon walked into the market and did this, I'd be just as upset. I'd be like, "Uh uh-uh. I don't want you buying all this up. If the deal falls through, I'm interested to see what Microsoft does with the $70 billion. They'll, they'll invest in more studios to give you 30 FPS games on a box that promised 120. Come on, let's go. Did you see that three and a half minute clip circulating from E3 2019? I remember sitting in, I was in front of the stage. I had been hosting made stage doing interviews and we all sat down on the, on the ground in front of that stage. And I was looking at a monitor watching that presentation. And I was like, this sounds amazing. 
Your video on uh, on Starfield on PlayStation tells us you aren't much better at being honest. This the the video about Starfield coming to PlayStation is just pure theory crafting. It's just pure theory crafting. It's it, I never said that it was coming to PlayStation. I said, look at all the interesting language. Look at all the. It was just me theory crafting. That's just a fun video. Some of you guys have a really hard time viewing the world outside of the lens that Twitter has baked into your brain. You've just got this baked-in schema. You're convinced that, like, he's a Sony pony. He's angry about Starfield not coming to PlayStation. That was literally just a fun video. It was just a fun video. I don't care where it goes. I was just observing the language. I was observing what they said, and I thought they could bring this they could bring this to PlayStation like a year later or something. UK government's not supported anything the last few days because what happened in Nottingham and Paramount yesterday, there was talking about Nottingham, not ABK. I'm not familiar with what you're talking about. I'm not familiar with what you're talking about. Somebody else ordered some coffee. Thank you so much for doing that. 15 gifted members on the day and another order of coffee coming in from... I, I don't have a username here, but your first the letter the first letter of your first name is R. More coffee sold. Thank you. The CMA. I'm not going to change their mind. I live in the UK. I've got an idea how my country operates. It's very rare. They go back on things, at least outside Westminster. So Deathloop is not 60 FPS. Ghostwire is not 60 FPS. And Forza and Halo. But because of Redfall, now every Microsoft game is not going to be 30 FPS. Okay, I was obviously being cheeky about Starfield and Redfall. And... Ghostwire and Deathloop are not first party games. I mean, they are now, but they weren't first party games when they were being developed. And Halo, come on. I know there's a clip floating around of me accidentally saying it's not first party, but Halo's not even a next gen game. Like, get out of here. Like, they didn't even give you any next gen performance in that. They didn't talk about power. Like, I was just being cheeky. Settle the frick down. Jiminy Christmas. Just go play the the more than the more 120 FPS games on your Series S than the PS5 has. Like if it's so upsetting to hear somebody make a little joke about 30 FPS, you have so many 120 FPS games to play on the Series S that should take up your time for the rest of the year. That should get you all the way to Starfield. But be careful playing all those 120 FPS games on your Series S. It'll make the 30 FPS really hard to stomach. Funny how that bragging point's coming back around to not be very convenient. You said Hi-Fi Rush isn't next-gen either, though? Yes, because in the context of the conversation, Hi-Fi Rush doesn't qualify as a next-gen game. It's not It's not a game displaying next-gen power. It being next-gen only, I'll give you an example. Gotham Knights isn't next-gen. Well, it's next-gen only. That's fine. I can still call it not next-gen. It doesn't display next-gen power. You understand that something being next-gen only doesn't mean it displays next-gen power, and in the context of the conversation, that's what I was talking about. I was talking about when will the Xbox Series X display next-gen power? Gotham Knights isn't next-gen. It isn't. It's a next-gen only game. Would you call it next-gen? Would you? In the conversation about next-gen and all the things we were promised, you would call Gotham Knights a next-gen game? That's what you would say? 
All it has to do is be next-gen only to be next-gen. Are you freaking kidding me? Do you know how many games are next-gen only right now that we would say, that's not really a next-gen game? Like, come on. Like, if you view what I said in good faith, you understand the point that I was trying to make. The point that I was trying to make is, the Series X was marketed this way. At this moment in time, you have one first-party, next-gen game showing off the system's power, Forza. And the latest Forza versus Gran Turismo footage ain't looking so hot. So you have one first-party, next-gen title displaying next-gen power. That's what you have. The point that I was making is getting lost in somebody clip-sniping me. I misread my, my show notes. I literally went and showed my show notes later. I... I, I I'm listing first-party titles. It wouldn't make any sense to say those aren't first-party games. I'm literally listing first-party games to show that this is not displaying next-gen power. Even Flight Sim doesn't hit 60 FPS. That was what the discussion was about. When am I going... I was establishing... This is so frustrating. I was establishing an argument. And within the argument, I was laying out a pattern of first-party games for Xbox not giving you 60 or not displaying graphical power. That was the point of the argument. That's all been lost in Eclipse Snipe. The point of the argumentation was the Xbox Series X power is not being displayed. And now I'm being told that Starfield isn't going to display that power either because of a creative choice. Which drives me to ask the question, what about Avowed? What about Fable? What about Hellblade 2? Are you going to let them make creative decisions? Are they going to end up like the rest of your first party next-gen titles? So you're going to have two games that are showing off 60 FPS, Hi-Fi Rush and Forza? You're going to have two first party next-gen games to give me that performance. Hi-Fi Rush and Forza. Next gen's not visuals only. It gets subjective, okay? It gets subjective. You may define next gen as, well, as long as it's next gen only. Homie, would you describe Gotham Knights as next gen? Would you? It looks like a mobile game, and it runs at 30 FPS. Would you describe Gotham Knights as next gen? Because it's a next gen only game. It was $70. That's a a fair question. If that's the only thing that defines next-gen, then Gotham Knights is next-gen. And we're in bad shape if that's next-gen. You won't believe how many Xbox YouTubers think they saw gameplay for Fable. (laughs) I can't even even go down that road. I can't even go down that road with people. I can't. In one breath... In one breath, they defend Avowed. That's a CG trailer. You shouldn't have expected the game to look like that. And these same people in the very <gasps> next breath, they say, oh, that's gameplay of Fable. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. It's remarkable. It's truly remarkable to see. $5 super chat tip from Severn Evans. Well, Avowed doesn't look to be the most graphically impressive game out there, to be honest. It's an Obsidian RPG game, though I'll be there day one. Yeah, it went from looking in the CG trailer like it was going to be a next-gen title, and then when you look at the Avowed gameplay, it doesn't look... Look, King Thrash, his video is hilarious. You guys have to... You have to watch his Avowed video. 
Is this a Tonka axe? Is this a Tonka axe? <laughs> I don't know how he's not getting... There's no way that thing's monetized. He put that entire stupid song in the arms of an angel. He put that stupid song in there. Oh my gosh. We're way off course. We're way off course. But the point is, the point is, we're, we're supposed to be talking about the Xbox Activision deal and was it blocked by the FTC? And here we are again debating performance and frames per second. Lona, I appreciate your pushback on Maddie. I feel like he was putting all the blame on players when they literally showed a CGI trailer with the player POV. Listen, if you expect me to accept that argumentation, right? You're citing King Thrash as prevalent console fanboy. I'm done sitting here. It's obvious what side you root for. I just thought his video was funny. What's that supposed to mean? Do you know what I also do, Benson? I promote Doc Dark who's a huge Xbox fan. Do you know who I also promote and who I'm also friends with? Oh no, it's Alex. The PC Master Race King himself. The the, the thigh-slapping, console-fanboy-slapping, you know, himbo himself. I promote and am friends with... Oh no, it's Alex. I promote and I'm friends with Doc Dark, and I've, I've got some correspondence with King Thrash. We've DM'd a few times, and I thought his video was funny. Maybe, just maybe, I'm an adult... And I enjoy content and platforms and people all across a spectrum. Maybe I'm just different than you. Maybe that's the problem. (laughs) I literally promoted Maddie yesterday. I said, I think Maddie makes great content, support his channel, and watch his videos. Maddie Plays is not a PlayStation guy. Matazbo with 19 months. It's a member plus. I've got sympathy and pains for all the lawyers that hang out in this uh, here this morning. Pros with a $5 super chat tip. I agree consolidation is bad, but selfishly I want the deal to go through because I love Blizzard and I believe it'll be good for their studios and their IP. I mean, I don't necessarily know if we can make a demonstrable argument that Activision Blizzard acquiring uh, being acquired by Microsoft would be good for their IP. Dreamcast guy, on the other hand? Yeah, I, I openly disagreed with Dreamcast guy. I said, I don't know why he was being so harsh on Starfield. I, I said that in my show open yesterday. Dreamcast guy, I believe, was being overly critical of Starfield. And I mentioned that in a monologue. Like, I'm not, I'm not beholden to one side. I know you think that, because you hear that on Twitter or you hear a disagreement with your position and you must presume it's motivated the same way that you're motivated. You're motivated by a platform like uh, loyalty. I'm not motivated by that. So you just assume if I'm against the ABK deal or I mention King Thrash, oh, that means that this guy's a, a, a Sony pony. And it's like, no, I just thought his video was funny. It was, I thought it was hilarious. Mono is the calm eye of the fanboy wars. Yeah, like, I'm not even lashing back out at you. You should see my posture right now as... I'm trying to tell you, man, you can hang out here and we can all be friends. You don't need to come in here and put that out in the in the, in the ether and be like, this guy's just a fanboy. No, I'm ju- I just thought the video was funny. I just thought the video was funny. Because it was! <laughs> 
it was. Is this a Tonka axe? Come on. You and Alex should have a podcast. He's been on my podcast once. Maybe there's no way to see common ground on this deal. Either you agree with the acquisition by any means necessary, or you disagree with it, and it's the correct uh, and it's the correct choice. They're valid arguments. My argument against the deal, as I said, is twofold. I don't like lots of regulation and oversight. I think it can be very bad for an industry. It can be. When you loosen up on regulations, it can be good. Now it can be abused because corporations can be pretty nasty. But too much regulation can actually be very bad for a market. Regulation can be good for a market. As an example, we want the internet to stay neutral. We don't want internet companies to be able to charge you more money because, well, AT&T wants to make it miserable for you to watch Netflix and Hulu because they want you to buy things from them. So we don't want AT&T to have that ability, right? We want the internet to stay neutral. So regulation's good in some sense because you got to protect the consumer from these corporations being terrible. Ask countries what it feels like to have a new a non-neutral internet. Ask them what that's like. It, we're, we've been pushing for the internet to be treated like a utility because it's so endemic to daily life and daily business. It's like electricity at this point. The world runs and depends on the internet. It's no longer this this leisure commodity. It is now a endemic utility to daily life in the urban world. The urbanized world lives and runs on the internet. So you have to be careful with regulation. But at one level, I look at this and I say the level of regulation, the regu- the level of oversight that you would need for this 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 thing to go through would be way too much. The other thing I'm against is mass consolidation as the history of it's been terrible for me and it's led to things that are very frustrating for me. As a consumer, even if I wasn't a content creator, even if I wasn't a gamer, I got really frustrated when I watched it happen with internet service providers and when it happened with cell phone providers. There's I'm supposed to have fiber in my neighborhood right now and I don't. Why? Because mass consolidation allows these companies to just live off the fat of the old networks and the old infrastructure and then they don't have to advance anything like they said they were going to Ryan wait with three months what's the company name of uh, the makers of those bendy frame glasses these ones here we're looking forward to a new pair these ones here gamer advantage there's a link below there's a glasses command in chat these things are so light I don't even know I don't even know how much they weigh because if you put them on a scale I don't think I don't I don't necessarily know if they would even register they're that light most of their frames are like plastic frames and they uh, and they come with like really really nice magnetic uh, clip-on sunglasses they just snap on right on the front these are also very light and flexible Uh, they use the material that is used in IV tubes because IV tubes have to bend and retain their shape so use code Lono at gamer advantage supports me and their blue light blocking it's good for eye strain staring at screens all day all that you're half sony pony i don't at all think that that's true i've been here for a year and i know the truth oh you do what's the truth lewis this is a sony fans gathering meetup it is interesting it's, it's a Sony fans gathering meetup. You've been here for a year and you know the truth? Man, well on this birthday of you being here for a year, let me salute you and ban you from the stream because I'm tired of you. 
tired of the false narratives, tired of the lies, and now you've besmirched the chat, which I will not abide. This is not some Sony fan meetup. There are plenty of people in chat that are super pro Xbox, super pro PC. There are guys in here that are super pro PlayStation. You want to besmirch the chat and the community that gathers here? That means it's your last day here. Because you can take passive swipes at me. I usually don't care unless you come directly at my chin. And then I don't I don't let that happen either because it's toxic. But thanks for being here for a year. Happy birthday. Get the frick out. All the Sony fanboy, uh, all the Sony fanboy fawning over Halo, all those videos. Yeah, yeah. It's a Sony pony gathering, but when I cover Starfield, we have like a really, really high turnout. And the funny thing is, is that we usually have really good debates about Starfield because we've debated the automation of the NPCs. That's been fun. We've debated whether or not the game should have planetary flight and landing like No Man's Sky. We've had a lot of great debates about Starfield, and there's been really good representation in the chat. There's been really good back and forth. We we do not lean that hard in one direction. If we did, do you honestly think I could cover Starfield and have a good turnout? That wouldn't work. People would be like, we're sick of hearing about this game. This is a Sony pony gathering after all. Go to the Super Pro Sony channels. How, how many videos do they have on Starfield? How many? How often did they cover updates and gameplay breakdowns of Starfield? Did they, did they do that with regularity? Or do they just kind of hate on it and move on? How many Sony channels are doing that? Yo, it's good, Coastal. You've never said Starfield is bad. You've just argued FPS performance versus what next gen is. Here's the general problem with the way people approach these subjects. I'm on record painfully restating so many times it's like a rehearsed speech at this point. I believe that Starfield could be a Skyrim moment for Bethesda. I actually think that Starfield could be a game that I put a bunch of time into. My primary concern has been performance. But because I don't tow the party line, because I don't hold the line, because I don't do that, you think I'm a hater because you view the world in extremes. It's like, well, you've praised the game a lot. You've defended the game a lot. But because you're not going full fandom, you're a hater. What? That doesn't make any sense. I've, I've been so convinced by Starfield then I'm going to consider upgrading my PC, putting a rig in the living room so I can play the dadgum game on my on my television. I said during the Starfield Direct, we could be looking at game of the year. We, we could be looking at game of the year. This is remarkable. If they nail performance. I've always come back to that. Performance is key. It is key to a game like that. Big, massive, immersive RPG. I, I, dude, I gotta be get, I gotta be able to get in there. I've got to be able to get in there. If I can't get in there and get immersed, all these systems are going to fall flat. Cyber M with a gifted member, come on back in. Laying it up for somebody to be the agent of chaos. A 10 gifted member bomb would push us past the goal. That's not good enough. 
That's what, see, that's what's tiring. That's what's tiring. It's like, if I don't go as far as you in my excitement or my rage about a given topic, then I'm a fanboy, I'm a Sony pony, I'm some name that you've conjured up on the internet. Like, that just doesn't make any sense. That's not the way the world exists. There are gamers out there that just love video games. They have every system. They don't think like us. You know what they would find strange about the back and forths here and on Twitter? They would find it to be so alien. They're like, what is this? Why are people being this way? It doesn't make any sense. These are video games after all. A five spot from Severn Evans. Lone, I got my Constellation Edition for PC. Did you get your Starfield Collector's Edition? Yes, I bought it that day. What a Sony pony I am. Darth Nihilus coming in. Darth Nihilus says, I'll take that layup. I'll be the agent of chaos. I'll secure the 25 members and push us past. Thank you for the 10 bomb. Darth Nihilus. Welcome back in. You're a crybaby. Is that another is that another really creative insult that you've come up with? Man. How long did it take you to go to thesaurus.com to look that one up and then type it? Did it take a while? You might have used up all your iPad time. Ma- Mama might want the iPad back. You might have to give it back to her. Crybaby? Really? A two spot. Taekwon uniquely best blessed thank you so much at the end of the day I just want to play really good video games like that's all I care about I was playing the Final Fantasy 16 demo last night I said numerous times I didn't think I was going to enjoy that game I typically don't like Final Fantasy games I typically don't like JRPGs I don't like Devil May Cry okay I typically do not enjoy those games. And I loved it. But there was consistent issues near the end of the demo. The beginning of the demo, I didn't really have any major issues. There were consistent issues near the end of the demo when we were in those rooms with the doors and stuff. Lots of frame issues. And I said, man, I hope they fix that. That's pretty bad, especially after all the marketing. You can't be out here telling people you squeezed all the power out of the PS5. Now, I am playing a demo that's two versions older than what will ship next week, but I I won't let that go. I won't just gloss over that. Oh, it's not a big deal. No, it'll be a big deal. It'll be a big deal in light of all the marketing. Can't be out here saying all the stuff that Yoshi P said and then deliver a game with frame drops. You felt you played today. You felt really meh about it. It's interesting, Joseph. I've had this experience before. I think sometimes when I go in with basically no expectations or maybe even low expectations, I end up being kind of blown away. And the thing that blew me away about it was the storytelling and the character development was captivating. I felt like I was watching a TV show. Apparently, they were all forced to watch or read um, Game of Thrones, and you sense some of that influence pretty significantly. But the character development was so excellent, and that's something I've always enjoyed. I really enjoyed that in Ghost of Tsushima as well. So I was blown away by the character development. And then the thing that put the crown jewel on the game for me was the combat. I thought I was going to hate that combat. And I was absolutely thrilled. I said, this is fun. Just the tutorial with the training guy was like, this, it, 
it doesn't just look good. This has always been my issue with JRPGs in general, is that the combat looks flashy and crazy and awesome, but it doesn't feel good. It just feels really drawn out and button mashy. Do you know what I'm saying? Those of you that play JRPGs probably know what I'm talking about. Like, you like it, but I think you know what I mean. Like, it's flashy. It's like, and like numbers are just pouring out of some monster. So it looks really cool, but it never really feels that good. It doesn't feel tight. It doesn't feel action-oriented or impactful. I I, I played the combat in this for like 10 minutes. I was like, what the? This is awesome. This feels good. It, that that was the thing that really hooked me was that it didn't just look cool, it felt cool. And my history with Devil May Cry and JRPGs is the combat looks cool, but it just doesn't feel very cool. So that's me saying I I got I got won over by that game pretty pretty quickly. So I'm not gonna sit here and tell everybody that you should go play it. I'm telling you, I thought I wasn't gonna enjoy it at all. From the from the from the way they typically tell story and do voice acting, all of that's top shelf. The writing, the voice acting is top shelf. The pacing, the cinematics is excellent. But the the, the combat's what really won me over. So we're well off topic though. We gotta bring this back to the uh, the Activision Blizzard thing, right? Because I can't play um, Layers of Fear for another hour. The the embargo is that I can't play it until noon. Sony Nakamura with six months of memberships. Where did all the Xbox defense this gen come from? Last gen people were giving them smoke. I true I don't know. I don't know. I've not done that yet, no barrier. I intentionally played last night till 1030 so we could we could watch the second episode in Strange New Worlds. We're getting caught up on that because the new season I think kicks off today. Genuine question. Do you consider Tears of the Kingdom next gen? No. Why would you consider anything on the Nintendo Switch next-gen? It launched in 2017 on old hardware, and it's a portable device. Why would you consider that next-gen? Nobody has ever described that as next-gen. And if they have, I don't know why they would say that. It's not a next-gen system. Now, what? somebody asked a question that I think is related to the Xbox Activision deal. Why is everybody defending Xbox so much? I'm going to throw out a theory. I think that there are people who got down bad, real bad with Xbox. It did not go well last generation. This generation looked like the answer. It was like, things are going to turn around. Watch that three and a half minute trailer about the Project Scarlet. Go watch that trailer. It's pretty clear they're selling you the future of the platform being bright. And Halo is literally in that trailer, by the way. So I think people really, really got their hearts set on this being the turnaround. And you know what's funny? We have 4,600 members. When did that happen? You guys just keep pushing that number closer to it. I didn't. I didn't even think we'd be within reach of 5,000. I don't even have a goal for 5,000. Um. I think people got their heart set on this generation of Xbox turning a corner and being significantly better, and we're three years in, and it's very clear that hasn't happened. It's very clear that hasn't happened. Now, some of that's their fault. Some of that's some of that's Xbox's fault. Some of that's because of what happened in 2020 and 2021. Everything slowed down 
literally during the year that the consoles were supposed to land. You couldn't have anticipate, anticipated a worse thing to happen. The timing was terrible. When's the beard shave? We'll do that in July because you earn anything you earn in June. We typically do in the next month. I wasn't gonna like immediately run upstairs and get beard clippers and do it. So, in 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 my mind, I think that's why people are cheering for the Xbox Activision deal. Do you see what I'm saying? track with me here this is not smack talk just really think about this it's it's crystal clear that the first couple of years of the xbox generation with the series x and the s hasn't gone particularly well and then in walks a brilliant idea they're gonna buy activision blizzard it will be a game changer they will have some of the biggest property in the world and no one thinks about the consequences of that. No one thinks about the economic consequences or the precedent it sets to allow, not Xbox, stop thinking about Xbox, to allow Microsoft, a company with a bad history of being way, way too dominant, ignoring antitrust regulations, paying fines, misclassifying employees. They don't want to pay people be- you know, benefits. There's all these things in their history. Microsoft is up there with the big bads like the rest of them. Google, Amazon, all these corporations that just do whatever the frick they want. Nobody thinks about the ramifications of letting Microsoft, if it was Amazon or Google, maybe you'd think differently because we, we the, Amazon and Google are synonymous with like the bad corporate overlords. Microsoft's basically hiding behind the green shield. Everybody just sees the green and the Xbox brand and they forget that Microsoft's behind it. Yo, another gifted member from DK Baker pushing us to 27. Thank you so much. It's funny how they say you're a Sony pony. Meanwhile, you get all excited for Starfield. It's an unfalsifiable position, Chris. If you point to any of my coverage of Starfield or Halo from, from years ago, months ago, they'll claim that's me trying to appear neutral. What happens with people like this is they come to a settled conclusion and facts and evidence will not sway them. Oh, it's eight or nine months ago, he was defending Starfield. Well, he wanted to appear neutral because he saw in the future and he knew he was going to be against the Activision Blizzard deal. He knew he was going to be called a Sony pony by mindless drones on Twitter. So he preemptively did Halo coverage for a month and lots of Starfield coverage to appear neutral. They can't fathom the fact that like I just like to talk about video games I have every system I don't freaking care where the games land they can't think in those terms because they don't exist in those terms they're a one console tribalist they, they're their brain's too small for, for the reality that the rest of us live in they just can't no you're either a this or you're a that it's like I, your stupidity is not my responsibility okay William Lewis with a $5 super chat. Missed part of the discussion and your reason for the Xbox support. I believe most Xbox people want it so they can get the games on Game Pass. That's part of it, William Lewis, but the reason they go so hard at it from a brand loyalty standpoint is this felt like a way out. It felt like a way out for Xbox. It was like Xbox has been doing bad for 20 years. Broken promises. The last generation went terribly for them. This generation got off with a terrible start. 
they walked out and embarrassed themselves with Halo Infinite and it hasn't really righted the ship yet and Activision Blizzard felt like a way out well that'll make us respectable in the market if we have all that property we can gloss over Crackdown 3 and and Halo Infinite and and, and Redfall and and the fact that we we have one next gen title one truly next gen title on the platform right now we can gloss over all that we'll have Activision Blizzard they felt like it was a way out that's one of the reasons they were so in support of it it felt like a life it felt like a life raft in the ocean Sony Nakamura with a $5 super chat tip another question why do people treat Xbox like it's not Microsoft like it's not the same they don't see it that way think about it like this YouTube is Google but a lot of people don't see YouTube as Google the brand separation is there a lot of people don't look at look at the purple platform, the purple streaming platform. They don't look at that platform and see Amazon, if that makes sense. True SSJ Havoc with a $5 super chat tip. Xbox last gen had problems, delayed games, State Decay came out broken, Crackdown 3 a disaster. They didn't have compelling software for years. Uh, Kazu, Kazumiku Dansu. Kazumiku Dansu with a gifted member taking us to 28 or 2 away from 30, which would be a layup. Thank you so much. Xbox has been profitable for 10 years. There's no evidence of that. Where, where, where did you find evidence of that? A fuzz on the mic. <clears throat> Excuse me. I was never really in tune with the gaming news during last gen. Was this issue with what was the issue with the Xbox One? I had the Xbox One, never had an issue with it besides loading times on some games. It was the worst. It was the worst console. I mean, it was terrible. Like, go back and look at the marketing, how it was received, how the price point was received. They got blown out of the water by PlayStation. They just got blown out of the water. Now, most of that had to do with market saturation. It was a very, very bad generation for them, which is now having an effect on what's happening now. That shirt's sick, man. Thank you. I'm trying to get Box Lunch to work with me ongoing. They do these weird activations, and then they want me to put the picture on Instagram. I'm like, I'm a YouTuber, man. Instagram's not going to do anything. Ultimately, is this deal one you want to see go through, and what will the ripple effect of it be whichever way it goes? I don't want it to go through. I would prefer... Microsoft to take their 70 billion and invest it in technology for their next box, invest it in their studios, and start cranking out amazing first party. The other thing I think Microsoft could afford to do is they could take a lot of that money and invest it in infrastructure. I think their presence on PC is terrible. I think xCloud needs a lot of work. I think if they dumped that money into their presence on PC, xCloud, unifying the ecosystem, building out a really, really strong box, trying to actually compete on that front. They don't want to compete on that front, but this is this is what I would like to see them do. That, that, what I'm saying I would like to see doesn't mean it's good business sense, by the way. Microsoft could weigh everything I'm saying. They probably already have, and they're like, no, it's not worth it for us to do that. But I would like them to see I would like to see them invest in the tech, invest in the infrastructure, invest in the studios, and really make a go and say, you know, make yourself more appealing to third party developers. Right? Two dollar super chat tip from true SSJ Havoc. 
Uh, also, Windows does not mean PC gaming. Does not mean PC gaming equals Microsoft. No, it certainly doesn't. Windows definitely equals PC gaming. No, it does not. Microsoft doesn't get credit for PC gaming. 90% of PC gaming takes place on Steam. It's, it's silly to argue otherwise. Like, it just... It's an intellectually bankrupt opinion to credit PC gaming to Microsoft. It, it's, that's intellectually bankrupt. It, it's demonstrably false. It, there's no way you can substantiate that position. Microsoft doesn't get credit for PC gaming. It, their presence on PC is abysmal. Okay? And, and Phil has said that's where they see a chance to actually grow quite a bit. Now, I'm on record in the past in... 2018 and 2019 when I was covering E3 and I was covering the events I back then I think as early as 2017 said I feel like Microsoft's trying to blur the line between console and PC I said if they can successfully do that they would have a much larger footprint and could then approach companies and say when you make a game for PC I'm sorry when you make a game for Microsoft look at our footprint I think they should really focus on that. Make that compelling sell of our presence on PCs improved, our cloud infrastructure is way better, Game Pass is expanding, it's in more places. If you make a game for our ecosystem, if you make a game that lands on on Game Pass, look at the exposure you're going to get. It's kind of like approaching somebody like a content creator and you don't just look at their their live streams you look at how large their twitter following is how large their instagram is how large their youtube is because you know if that person puts on your ball cap and promotes your brand it's going to hit all of those platforms if microsoft approached third-party publishers and developers and said look at all of the places your game can land now all of a sudden being on game pass might be worth the decrease in sales because your footprint of awareness is absolutely massive. I think the biggest challenge for Microsoft is their presence on PC is just not that strong. It's just not particularly strong. Like most people go to PC and they think of Steam. I think Steam is a thorn in the side of that plan because it's really, really hard to convince Steam people to do anything other than Steam. Michael Alvarez with a $10 Super Chat tip. Wouldn't care if Microsoft bought Activision if they didn't block games. Don't trust them since they said they would block Bethesda games, my favorite publisher, and now I can't play Starfield on PlayStation. Oh, they said they wouldn't block Bethesda games. Thank you for the $10 Super Chat tip. Yeah, I think a lot of people look at that and, and think very similarly to you, that they'll grab Activision Blizzard and go back on a lot of their behavioral promises outside of Call of Duty. Outside of Call of Duty... I do think that Microsoft would uh, would would do that. They would push pretty hard to to pull pretty much everything from everywhere else. I do. I it's the patterns there. The, the strategy makes sense. I mean, their CFO said that going forward, their their acquired property, they're going to go with a first, better, or best strategy. So I I don't see why I don't see why that wouldn't be. Uh, I don't see why that wouldn't be a thing. That, that, and again, and again, that's what I would do. That that the reason Sony was saying all the stuff they were saying is because that's what Sony would do. That's what anybody would do. Any anybody that anybody that acquired that much property, that's what they would do. They would make it 
first better or best on their ecosystem you'd be stupid not to what you're going to spend 70 billion dollars and then be like no yeah we're not going to make any changes at all we just want it because we think it all looks pretty I don't know uh, why they wouldn't do that I mean they're paying 70 billion dollars right and I think a lot of that gets lost in the discussion because it's like well you're just being a Sony pony it's like no I'm just being logical if Sony bought that much property, they would do the same dadgum thing. I, I readily admit that. If Sony had the pocketbook to buy something the size of Activision Blizzard, day one, everything would have been exclusive. Day one. Day one. PlayStation wouldn't have played around with all this. PlayStation would have been like, it's ours. You want it? Buy PS5. And you know what I would say? That's terrible. I wouldn't have wanted them to do that. I wouldn't have wanted PlayStation to buy up a large portion of the market and then silo it up on their platform. I would not want that for the gaming market. It would be terrible. And they would 100% do that. If they if they had the pocketbook to do that, are you kidding me? They already do it through marketing contracts. They already wrap games up to their ecosystem for at least a year a lot of the times. They already do that. Why? Because it works. One of the reasons that PlayStation was so ardently against this deal is because they were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I mean, we do timed exclusives and stuff. We know what y'all are going to do if you all of a sudden own all that property. You're gonna you're gonna try to beat us at our own game. Uh-uh. <laughs> That's why Jim Ryan's like, I'm here to block your deal. <laughs> He's like, it's like I don't want a new Activision contract. I'm here to block your deal. I don't want you to have that advantage. The frick out of here. Sony, king of the one year exclusive. That's right. They're they're the kings at it. Of course they know. We know what you're gonna do if you get that property, Microsoft. They didn't make Bungie games exclusive, though? Well, but again, that was a very unique contract, Gabriel. The, the, the Bungie contract is not normative. It's not, uh, it's not representative of how Sony enters contracts. They specifically wanted Bungie for live service expertise. They weren't interested in Destiny, and they weren't interested in future property from Bungie. Bungie insisted on that. Bungie's like, listen, if we're coming under your umbrella... And we're going to help you with that. You don't get your mitts on Destiny and you don't get your mitts on future property. Uh Uh-uh. We stay independent. Sure. That capital ownership under you sounds real nice. It's a little little scary out here being independent. A little nerve-wracking. We'll take the capital. We'll give you our expertise. But you're not touching Destiny and you're not touching future property. Bungie's contract pays off the tech they'll get. That's right. That was a very unique contract. I don't think their contract with Bungie's representative of PlayStation's strategy. PlayStation's strategy is very much wrap up third party in marketing, make it endemic to your ecosystem because third party runs the world. It runs the world. Like Everybody got lost in the weeds and thought like, oh no, first party's all that matters. First party's all that matters. First parties and exclusives are marketing beats. They are. They create icons for your platform, right? Master Chief, Kratos, Super Mario. That's why first party is good. It makes something iconic to associate with your brand. But third party runs the world. 
Third-party games are where all the money is. It would have been dumb to pull Destiny anyways. It's a top 10 game on Xbox every day. Yeah, there's a large Xbox fan base that plays Destiny. Yes, that's a lot of money that they would have lost. It wouldn't have made any sense. That's existing revenue streams. Their shareholders probably wouldn't have abided that. Anthony Ortega with a $5 Super Chat tip. Originally, when they bought Bethesda, they said they would operate independently similar to Bungie when Sony acquired them. Anthony Ortega, I don't think that that's true. I didn't find any documentation in all my research that ever used the word independent with respect to Bethesda. Now, I went and read Todd Howard's blog announcing the acquisition, and he seemed to think... He seemed to think everything was going to continue as normal. <laughs> but none of the dialogue from Microsoft, none of the court documents, none of the EU, none of the CMA, none of that stuff said that they were going to be they were going to be uh, independent. That word was never used. I, I think that's false. I, I, I don't I don't abide I don't abide things that aren't true here. I don't, and I'm fairly certain that one's not true. Can I get a recap? Let me give you a recap in just a second, Shadow Moss. If you guys are enjoying the show, do me a favor. I have been live for an hour and a half. I've not mentioned any of the ways that you can support the stream. The easiest way is just just smash the like button. That's free. You can also hit subscribe. That's also free. That ensures that you don't miss my talk shows. We will be diving into the brand new Layers of Fear game today. I know people like to watch me get scared. Jump scare games are usually pretty entertaining. So we will be doing that today. The other thing we do here is we do a lot of members-only content. You may have noticed that there have been a lot of gifted members today. You may have noticed that we have a lot of gifted members in general, right? So make sure and consider becoming a member. If you've never done a membership on YouTube, you're like, what the frick is that? It's $5 a month, and you get into the entire month and all past broadcasts of my members-only content. I do a fun stream on Friday nights with my wife where we just kind of hang out. We have dubbed it Friday Nights with Madam. It's us hanging out and talking with you, and then we play like a game. This week, we might actually do something fun with like a board game and you guys and a new camera angle. It should be pretty neat. We also have a members-only Discord, so be sure to get all squared away if you're a member get all that stuff updated so that way that you are able uh to be a part of the members content also the more often you're here the more likely you'll get a gifted membership like what we see here from dk Baker gifted a membership and he pushes it to 29 we're almost a 30 every 25 oops, oops 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 we're not the 30 yet every 25 i give five so i already owe you guys five members i already owe you five members so thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for being a part of what we do. And those are all the things you can do to support the channel. There's also links below in the description of every video. Second stream after the lunch hour. The Layers of Fear stream will be in about 40 minutes. Right? We currently have 306 VIPs. Uh, Yeah, we need to update that. The VIP count is it? I believe, I believe it is, is it 310? And then when we hit 350, we'll play another game. So I need to update that command. Give me one second. We currently have 4,600 members. If you guys make a mad dash for 5,000, I'll come up with something. Oh, we actually have 312 VIPs. So more people have upgraded recently. Uh, 312 at uh, at 350, Lono and Creature will play uh, another game. There we go. We'll play another game. Christopher Wright does a VIP. He just pushed the VIP count a little bit higher. William Lewis and Vijay 
push the number to 31 so now it's a layup for the agents of chaos a 20 bomb would push us to 51 you'd both hit the goal and surpass the goal welcome kelly andrews and daintree we also would love to see people join on their own are you doing a vip stream tomorrow yes i am Every Friday afternoon, we do a VIP stream. It's unfiltered. Uh, you know, we get a little behind the scenes. We get a little, you know, saucy. And tomorrow night, I return to Crossfire. So tomorrow night's member stream is going to get bumped to 9 instead of 8 o'clock. So I have time to be on uh, on Crossfire with, with, uh, with Mooch. It'll be me. It will be Mooch. It'll be Brap. It will be... Um... I was going to ask our buddy Doc to come on Friday's show and join us. Do it. He might even get Doc Dark. He might even get Doc Dark. It might be me, Doc Dark, Brack, Brap, Mooch, and EC Jackson. So don't miss that. I am returning. I'm returning to Crossfire. I took a break from doing podcasts. I said, hey, do a smaller, do a smaller, do a smaller uh, group and I'll come back. I wanted to be on like a smaller uh, group of people. If at three uh, three fifty, Lono and Creature play Redfall. <laughs> okay, let me give you guys a uh, a recap, right? Um, watch that clip. What's this clip? Is this clip about Starfield? What do they say? I gotta see this. So, Digital Foundry. Let me give you guys a recap, but I want to see this clip. Eugene saying to check out this clip from Digital Foundry about Starfield. Let me check it out here. Hang on one second. All right, here we go. All right. Hang on. Big elephant in the room. Basically, the information came out that the game would be targeting 30 FPS on Xbox Series consoles, on Xbox Series X and Series S. What do you think about all that? The frame rate of a game is, I've always maintained, an actual design decision. Hardware going back to the 80s has no problem executing games at 60 frames per second, right? Like that, that's always been the case. It all comes down to what the developer's trying to do, basically the maximum frame rate they can achieve their vision with. Starfield is a very large scale open universe game, I guess you could call it, Yeah. that is designed for object permanence uh, and just managing so many different interlocking systems to create this like wholly immersive experience and we can we just pause for just a second um this guy down here what's his name because i've always thought let me go full screen i i just have to say he's (laughs) he's really good looking (laughs) i'm sorry i always find their videos distracting i think he's really good looking what's his name anyway let's continue you've seen this stuff in their prior games as well but obviously it's been expanded and on Twitter, I mentioned this, uh, the sandwich conversation, right? In the direct, <laughs> there was this joke about how one of the developers was a sandwich pirate. They were stealing sandwiches, dropping them on a table, and they showed that. And everybody laughed. It was a, a goofy little thing. But I think that's something that's really important that deserves kind of a clarification because their games are designed. Oh, his name's Alex? Man, something about the name Alex, I guess. That's another crush that I have on a guy named Alex. I'm, I'm dead serious. There's been a couple of times I've looked at clips. I'm like, man, he's a good-looking dude. What's he, <laughs> what's he doing in video games? Anyway. Trying to store the object position of any random item that you can pick up within the game world. 
this is a big task, right? But I think there's there's more to it as well that goes beyond just item permanence. Like the, the underlying systems here are going to be complex, right? Okay, so he's just reinstituting and re and reemphasizing that this was a design decision. So a lot of people acting like, you know, it's the engine or it's the hardware or it's this or it's that. No, no, Bethesda, Bethesda made the choice. Madam, come get your husband. But she'd probably agree with me. She would probably agree with me. That guy's a stud. Anyway, everybody's like, what about the other guy? Listen, no, no, there's nothing wrong with John Linneman. <laughs> I like John Linneman. I do. Right? Admiration of looks doesn't mean crush. That's right. No, he's a good looking guy. Did you see him in the clip? Oh, if you play that clip, the guy in the bottom, the, the clip that the two, like two things up, the tweet from Eugene, the guy in the bottom. I've always thought he was, every time I see a clip, I'm like, that guy's, he's a stud. Anyways, anyway. <laughs> you haven't opened up Discord in an age. All right, we're way off topic. We're way off topic. But I I do think that's the big takeaway. That's the big takeaway. And I agree. Let me give you guys a recap. While I'm giving a recap, could you guys push for 500 likes? We've had almost 1,000 viewers this entire time. We've now settled into the 800s. That's an incredible turnout. So thank you guys for your support and your trust as I cover this, as I cover Activision Blizzard, uh, as I cover the Xbox Activision deal. Let me give you a recap, okay? And so the reca- you're in front of the dry erase board, babe. Sorry. Yeah, that's I I like that, but I need to put stop it. I'm trying to look at the dry erase board. <laughs> you're terrible. All right. So the recap up to now. Bobby Kotick did an interview. Uh, what was it? Esquire. I think it was Esquire. He did stop. He did an interview with Esquire, and it was like basically a puff piece they tried to make him look all innocent they used this like innocent choir boy picture of him and they referred to him as like an embattled uh an embattled ceo bobby kodak breaks his silence embattled activision ceo addresses toxic workforce claims the toxic workforce claims as microsoft deal hangs in the balance um anyways so that that was part of the recap that's something that has happened since we covered this i have taken a break from covering this it has been exactly one month since i've covered this uh i waited i don't like covering it so i sat on all these stories and saved them i saved them to give you a recap so it's like when i finally come up for air out of either playing or talking about video games it's like okay we have to talk about the xbox activision deal Let's, you know, let's uh, let's let's come up for air and talk about it. So Bobby Kotick was a part of the recap. The CMA appeal hearing is set for July 24th. So this uh, the Xbox appeal is going to take place a little over a month from now. And so that was part of the recap. Uh, there was a suggestion that Microsoft would pull games or pull out of the UK. This is a ludicrous suggestion. I give my thoughts at the end. So this is just the recap, but that's a ludicrous suggestion. I'll, I'll talk about why in a moment. So that was part of... That was part of the recap. Right. Uh, and then the FTC fine. The FTC fined Microsoft $20 million. Welcome back, Spectre Gent, and he does the VIP, pushing us a little bit closer to 350 VIPs. Thank you very much for that. Man, if we hit 350, I'll have to think of a really fun game for us to play. There's like a co-op jump night game that would be really funny for us to play. The argumentation, The arguments would be hysterical. So the FTC fine for basically COPPA is the Child Online Privacy Protection Act and Microsoft was not abiding by it. 
they acquired and kept information from miners which is illegal and so they're paying a 20 million dollar fine so that's the recap that's everything that's happened now today's headline the news the question is did the FTC block the deal no they did not they procured and got a TRO a temporary restraining order because they were worried all the posturing in the public from Microsoft it seemed like they might try to push the deal forward and before the FTC could get their their uh, their mitts and their hands on this deal they want to get they want to look at everything 32 gifted members on the day thank you so much Joseph F Joseph F brand new today good back and forth with you and then somebody gifted a member to Joseph F and now he's gifting a member right back if you've received a gifted member ever before on this channel that's a great reason to pay it forward and gift one member to somebody else um so the temporary restraining order is because the FTC would like to get a preliminary injunction that would allow them to look at everything and make their case now Microsoft has argued that's the wrong button uh, that's the wrong button what's going on with me today they have argued that the FTC right here at the top, the FTC's request for a preliminary injunction will decide the fate of the transaction, particularly in light of the termination date of July 18th. If defenders prevail, the FTC's longstanding and unbroken practice will be to walk away from its challenge. On the other hand, if the court grants a preliminary injunction, it will effectively block the transaction because the FTC's process is glacial and one, no substantial business transaction could ever survive. So they're citing case law here from 1986 basically a case that established you know the FTC's processes are too long they're too drawn out nobody can withstand them okay so Microsoft okay Microsoft is arguing that if if the FTC's granted their preliminary injunction the deal's basically dead and the temporary restraining order is basically bringing that decision to a head now Microsoft in the wake of this asked for an expedited hearing and the FTC filed a motion to deny that they do not want them to get an expedited hearing and the FTC's argumentation was the UK already blocked you so our date of July 18th is is it the 18th yeah July 18th the date of July 18th is, is moot it's superfluous you've already been blocked anyway okay so, that's where we stand right now. The question is, is this good for Microsoft? Is this bad for Microsoft? Well, the pro Xbox boys are out here saying, this is great for Microsoft. Brad Smith even stated that, hey, this is good. This is going to get us to a decision faster. It could be very bad for Microsoft, though, because the temporary restraining order has been granted. And because it's been granted... The FTC now has an opportunity to get their preliminary injunction, and if they get their preliminary injunction, Microsoft says, we're done. We'll never get through. It'll ne- we'll never make it. We can't beat the FTC. So for all the posturing about the FTC not having power, Microsoft's basically saying, oh no, they, they have power. If you grant them their preliminary injunction, this is, we're, we're not getting past this, right? So it's good, but it could also lead to something bad. It's good for Microsoft because it's expediting and moving things forward instead of just sitting here in a holding pattern, which is one of their gripes has been is the FTC is moving too slow. But it could be bad for Microsoft because it could lead to the preliminary injunction. It's allowing the FTC to potentially win that preliminary injunction. Does that make sense? Okay, so they, now you're all cut up. So here's what I think. 
Number one, I think writing a puff piece for Bobby Kotick and giving him a platform to say all the nonsense that he spewed is stupid. Even if he's 100% innocent and didn't do anything wrong and everything was completely overblown at the company, I don't believe that's true. But even if that's true, you would not want him out on the front lines talking about this. So there's different theories about why he's out here talking. Because he's confident they'll be fine if the deal doesn't go through. Even Phil Spencer's like, listen, they are not central to our strategy. They are an accelerant to our strategy. And then Bobby Kotick's like, we'll be just fine. We've got plenty of money on the books. And they'll also get another $3 billion on the books if the deal doesn't go through. If Microsoft walks away, right? Uh, Capona with seven months. You have the nicest community on YouTube. Thank you for the people with the deep pockets. Yes, so many super generous, so many super generous people here. FTC never won anything in court sure keep lying to yourself you, you, go watch podcasts that lie is too that, that, that's their brand at this point so the next thing I talked about I gave my opinion on was the fine like the fine displays the problem the fact that Microsoft completely ignored COPPA the Child Online Privacy Protection Act and that like 20 million dollars is pocket change to them that perfectly displays the problem with this deal is that you could allow them to get all these companies allow them to get all this property and then they can just afford to do whatever the heck they want they can just ignore COPPA they can just acquire children's information and hold that information illegally and then just pay a 20 million dollar fine so I think that displays not only the FTC's power but it also displays the fact that Microsoft will brazenly ignore like legality right FTC will go zero and seven I know that's a stat that gets cited by liars on the internet and 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 all these these guys that run shows that lie to you the FTC if you go look they have they have recently handed out both fines and blocks so their history of losing has been overstated and falsified by the pro the pro deal smear merchants out there that simply isn't true a simple Google search will show you that the FTC in the last 12 months has already blocked a bunch of things and handed out a bunch of fines. This idea that like, oh no, they lose all the time. That's a cherry pick stat some podcaster threw out there. And it's no different than the the Series S has more 120 FPS games than the PS5. Yeah, okay. Keep keep running with your your stolen headlines. Not only Microsoft should be fine for COPPA, Sony should too, even Google. Well, we'll see, because Google abided by COPPA on YouTube, so we'll see. Hotshot, welcome back. We'll see if they get fined. I don't know, because the YouTube completely uprooted their entire platform to abide by COPPA, so. Oh, uh, what did I say? What did I say? What was I saying? Oh, 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 the notion that they could, uh, the notion that they could leave the UK, they could just pull out of the UK. They could pull their software out. They could pull their video games out of the UK. That right there is so big in scope that the people that threw that out don't really, I don't think they are grappling with uh, the size and the impact of what that would do. That's not really a viable option. Microsoft would not do that. Their shareholders would certainly have something to say about that. They would say, listen, you have a fiduciary duty to us. Uh, you can't. You can't do that. That's that's going to be absolutely damaging. We're going to lose an exorbitant amount of money. You, know, you, you can't do that. So that's not a viable option either. Okay. So now you're all cut up. That's your recap. That's my fastest recap I could do 
of everything that's happened with the Xbox Activision deal since I last covered it 30 days ago. Do me a favor, try to show some appreciation of me recapping the whole dadgum opening monologue. Give me 50 more likes on the video, man. There's 780 people here. Uh, And then make sure you're subscribed. Consider gifting a member or two and support all the sponsors below. They actually can buy them out of their offer. If that was good, you can buy anything for the right price. I'm not sure what you're talking about. Why should Sony be fine? To say they should be fine, you must have some proof they're breaking COPPA. Yeah, has Sony has Sony broken Child Online Privacy Protection Act? Have they? Do you know that? Is there evidence of that? If there is, then yeah, sure, they'll be fined too. What will happen if the deal goes through? Huge win for Xbox uh, Showcase and Starfield. If Microsoft wins the trial, PlayStation would be in a bad state. I don't think so. Here's something that I think people don't understand. If Microsoft wins this, that doesn't put PlayStation in a bad state. PlayStation would still be firmly in the lead. They would be firmly in the lead. Ula Tech with a gifted membership. Like, suddenly owning a bunch of property, incurring a lot of debt, incurring a lot of operating cost. Think about it like this. Microsoft at this moment has more studios than PlayStation. And they're firmly in third place. Acquiring a bunch of new studios, a bunch of new operating costs and debt, doesn't suddenly put Microsoft in the lead and suddenly, oh no, PlayStation's in in, in trouble. Oh no, what's PlayStation going to do? PlayStation has profitable investment endeavors both in their existing studios as well as in hardware verticals. PlayStation is set with some of their acquisitions and some of their property that we haven't even seen the status of the projects yet, right? What, like 24 projects in, in current uh, production right now. So suddenly being like, oh no, we're, we're going to, now Jim Ryan's like, we, we won't financially recover if they, if they get, if they get call of duty and they do foreclosure or they give us a bad version, right? On one hand, he's probably right. They would stand to lose lots of money if you disrupt the call of duty ecosystem. 48% of the people who buy Call of Duty buy it on the PlayStation platform, that's a lot of revenue that they would lose. That that one revenue stream is damaging, but th- it wouldn't be to the point that oh, no, PlayStation will fall. PlayStation will fall and falter. Even, even reports coming out about PlayStation Premium and PlayStation Plus are looking very promising for their subscription funnels. It's looking promising for purchasing. Like, I, do, I, don't, I don't think I don't think you would see all of a sudden you have this oh my gosh PlayStation's in trouble PlayStation has to shut down like that's just been overstated 10 times over Jim Ryan is a clown pushing games as service just another false summary smears tactic like Jim Ryan is pushing exactly what everybody's pushing everybody's pushing into games as service they're going to be doing 50% of their titles traditional 50% of their titles in, in live service that's where everything's going. G-A-A-S is games as a service. Games as a service. Or more colloquially used, we say live service games. Everybody, everybody's, everybody's trying to act like, oh my gosh, PlayStation, live service, they're so stupid. I, I, tons of companies are trying to figure out live service. They are. Because it's very, very lucrative. It's more financially secure. Uh, if you look at the history of the margins on these projects, on on the scope of spending and 
what's necessary. A lot of these companies are leaning into monetization practices for ongoing content delivery and support. So, you know, if you don't understand that reality, if you've not studied the history of the games, the failed projects, the razor-thin margins, the fact that, like, even Outriders to this day hasn't made profit, according to a report that came out just yesterday. Um, Yeah, games as a service like Destiny 2 or Diablo. That's exactly right. Now, not every game is going to be that way. They've done a couple interviews, and Sony has gone on record as saying... We're not just going to do a bunch of Fortnites. Like, we don't want to fill the world with Fortnites. They've made it pretty clear that they're going to tap into different markets, different audiences, even different types of live service. So I think there's going to be innovation within live service. Because one thing is is, is for certain. You can't just crank out a bunch of Battle Royales. That's not going to work. That's not going to work. You, you, need, you need to have creative approaches to this. And that's, I think, why Sony made a pretty strong play when they grabbed Bungie. I don't think people really see it yet. Like, if you look... If you look at the history of the platform right now, and you look at Mark Cerny's investment into the architecture of the PS5, and he goes out to all these developers, he asks what they want, right? Go back and look. All the posturing from the Xbox guys was... The Xbox Series X is going to kick the crap out of the PS5. We're going to be hitting 60 and 120. You guys are going to be choosing between 30 and 60. All these guys are having to go back and and, and wipe that history and act like, yeah, it's going to be so funny watching PlayStation guys defend 4K30. And now they're all doing it with Starfield. Like, literal hypocrites. Like, it's the def... Look up the definition of hypocrite and these guys' tweets would be great examples. Okay? So, so... Sony, with the long tail strategy, is like, if we want to dominate the next generation of console, we need to talk to the developers and and design our architecture around that. I actually think Sony is going to become a haven of third-party development and won't require first-party exclusivity or or acquisition because people are going to want to develop for their hardware. I, I, I seriously think the PS5 is going to be disruptive in that way because developers are going to say building for that architecture is fantastic. The second thing I think Sony's doing that's got a long tail strategy on it is they saw where things were going. I said I said when we first started streaming over here, I have a video a long time ago that says is live service the future. I don't even know I don't even know how old that video is at that point. But I basically said is live service the future? Like is that where we're headed? Is that where everybody's going? And I said that I thought that's where everybody was going. People are going to want to do live service, okay? AC Valhalla versus Ghost of Tsushima. Is live service the new norm? I asked this question September the 8th of 2021. So two years ago, I was postulating that live service is the new norm. That's what you're going to see more commonly in the marketplace. I think Sony made similar, you know analysis of the market and said we live service is going to be incredibly important to our strategy so (laughs) so when they buy Bungie the entire goal is if we're going to do live service let's go to the people that have actually figured it out because nobody else has figured it out Anthem Division a a, a long history of, of, of battle royale games that aren't making it So, 
if you're going to be super dismissive of Jim Ryan and PlayStation and live service, I, I think you have to come to grips with the fact that it, like that actually is a very long tail strategy. And as far as I can tell, it's a pretty smart one. That's a stretch, Lono. PlayStation are going live service because they don't have first-party games that have longevity. That's just another smear. You're, you're just casting it in the form of a smear. If they don't have first-party games that have longevity, then they wouldn't be increasing spending on first-party. They're increasing spending on first-party to be about three times that that it was in fiscal year 2019. By the end of fiscal year 2025, they'll be spending about three times the amount of investment that they spent on traditional, and then they're going to increase their spending on live service, so their spending is broken into a 50-50 breakdown. So what you're saying is demonstrably false. If you actually look at the facts, what you're saying is just not true. Their strategy is not, yeah, man, our first-party games don't have longevity, except Miles Morales was topping sales charts nine months after it was out. Like you, you can't demonstrate that position in the market, in the sales numbers, in the figures, and even in the strategy from Sony themselves. Let's not talk crazy. Bungie has a really good track record, and D2 wasn't bad until three huge updates later. Nobody can look at the history of the Destiny franchise and claim that Bungie hasn't successfully launched and maintained a live service game. To say otherwise is stupid. I don't like that company. I don't cover that company or that game. But if you try to claim that Destiny you know, hasn't been a a successful live service game, you're a moron. (laughs) You're a literal moron. It's like the last man standing. There's almost none. There's almost no live service games that have survived. I mean, Division 2 has, barely, right? Division 2 has, but come on. That's not that's not the way that we measure live service by being like, well, Division 2 is still around. Destiny 2's daily gauge player base is incredibly impressive. Very impressive. <coughs> Microsoft's going to obliterate the old way of purchase and success in console gaming and gaming in general. I have a question. Does Spider-Man 2, it'll be 30 FPS locked as well? No, it will not. No, it will not. This is something that gets lost in the discussion about 30 FPS and 60 FPS. And a lot of the dishonest people out there will run with this. You need to be more concerned with who's being honest That should be more concerning to you. I really want to stress that, right? I I really want to stress that. I would rather be known as somebody who, like yesterday, I made a mistake and misread my script. I would rather be known as somebody who makes a mistake, owns it, corrects it, like, yeah, sorry, I made a mistake. I I didn't mean to say that, right? I own it. I don't delete the broadcast. I don't deny it. I'm like, yeah, I made a mistake. I'd rather be known as somebody who made a mistake than somebody who's just flat out dishonest to the public and just says things that aren't true. So a lot of the people talking about Spider-Man 2 and 30 FPS, they're just being dishonest. Every single first-party PlayStation title right now has a 30 FPS mode. What they fail to tell you is that's a 4K ray tracing mode. That's why it's 30 FPS. It's the quality mode, okay? 
that's the standard right now in the industry is that if you're going to launch a next-gen title, you give people quality and performance. What they fail to tell you when they say that is, you know, Ratchet and Clank has like five, what, I don't, I don't even know how many performance modes you can choose between now. They have 4K ray tracing. They have ray tracing, what, ray tracing adaptive where the resolution will be dynamic. They've got the 60 FPS one. They've got a 120, 40, uh, 120 hertz, 40 mode or whatever it's called. Like, they have all these different ones to choose from, okay? Spider-Man 2 will continue that precedent. There's no reason to think otherwise. Anybody telling you, no, 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 yeah, Spider-Man's going to be capped to 30, they're they're just a liar, man. (laughs) They're just a liar. Foam Stars is supposedly decent. I told people don't underestimate Foam Stars because Foam Stars is not Splatoon with better graphics on a platform that's really, really successful in Japan, right? You're going to hate that edit, and I love it more for that. (laughs) Oh, you put it? It's not... Uh, but sometimes oh where did you put that today at 9.48 what room did you put that in I didn't even see it Ratchet and Clank has a 120 FPS mode Spider-Man 2 is 40 FPS the most <laughs> just another liar you're a liar like I for a while I didn't call people liars because like we didn't we didn't think we should but I, it's just not worth it you don't deserve the respect of me not calling you that. You're a liar. It, Spider-Man 2 is 40 FPS at most. At most. You seem very unfamiliar with the Insomniac proprietary engine. <laughs> New emote, Lono wrong. <laughs> New emote, Lono wrong. Spider-Man confirmed 30 FPS? It's just not true. You're just lying. It's not confirmed 30 FPS. It isn't. There will be a blog that walks out all of the things about Spider-Man 2. They'll walk through all of the modes. Like, (laughs) God of War has a 120 mode. Not calling a liar. A liar is a lie. (laughs) God of War Ragnarok has a 120 mode. (laughs) Um, See, this is the thing. This is why it's important to call these people liars. Okay, it's important to call them liars because what they'll do is they'll run these smear campaigns and then when the truth comes out, they'll just move on to something else, right? They'll move on to something else. When they get proven wrong and Spider-Man 2 has performance mode and Spider-Man 2 has multiple ways of playing it and maintain 60 on its performance mode, you know what they'll do? They'll find a single frame that's blurry They'll find a single frame where the, you know, where the frame drops, drops, and they'll say, yeah, look at this crap. Look at this trash. They'll just move on to some other dishonest smear tactic. The important thing for you to do is to see through it. That's the important thing to do. See through the dishonesty, and I would remove support from these people. Don't follow them. Don't engage with their tweets. That's what they're doing. They're farming impressions. They're farming clicks. Don't watch their podcasts. Don't watch their YouTube channels. Why? You're supporting smear merchant liars. Like, why would you do that? If if a if a PlayStation 5 first party title comes out and it has problems with frames, I'll be the first one to tell you. I did that with the Last of Us PC port, did a whole video on it. Right? Talked about it honestly. 
I've said, if Final Fantasy 16 comes out, if it has problems with frame rate, I will talk about it. I'll be heavily critical in light of the marketing, in light of the interviews. I will. Why? Because it's so much better and so much more liberating to just be honest and just to talk about things honestly. Yeah, Ratchet's got so many modes. It has like five different modes. Oh, it's in members. Yeah, I didn't see it this morning in members. I don't know how far up I have to scroll to see it. It's Puddlegate all over again? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Puddlegate all over again. Listen, I saw a tweet from a guy a couple of weeks ago. And he said that until he owned a PS5, he was convinced that all the PlayStation games were trash. Why? He said it was because he watched all these podcasts, all these Xbox podcasts that constantly that constantly besmirched and lied about the about them. They lied about the content. They said they were bad games. They said they were uh they said that they were, you know, oh yeah, they're 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 movie games. They're bad games, they're movie games. And the guy admitted it. He was like, I got a PlayStation 5 and I realized I'd been being lied to. And I just think a lot of you guys are you're you're someday gonna wake up and realize that that you've been watching smear merchants and liars, and you're gonna be like, Man, I missed out. I missed out on games, I missed out on communities of people that were trying to tell the truth. I missed out on watching streamers that were slandered and defamed and lied about. Me? That's me? They're trying to convince you that I'm terrible and awful and whatever, you know, whatever the, whatever, whatever new term they come up with. Have I, you know, have I ever done that? Have I ever pulled up clips of people and made fun of them and told you, look how stupid this person is, look how dumb this person is. Have I ever pulled clips out of context? No. I've just called people to be honest. That's all I've ever said. Just be honest. Just tell the truth. It's not that hard. It's easy. It's a whole lot easier than lying every day. (laughs) This is good creature. That's good. That's good. That was a good creature. PlayStation fanboys do the exact same thing. Did I? Hey, let me ask you a question. Did I? Did I say Xbox? Only Xbox guys did it. Go back. Go back and watch what I said. I said the people that are out here being smear merchants and liars and misrepresenting things, you shouldn't support them. If either side's doing it, why would you support somebody like that? Don't do it. Listen, I've been consistent, Gene. Go back when everybody was accusing Phil Spencer of lying about we've not taken anything away from the PlayStation community. I called people out for ripping his comment out of context and calling him a liar. I got unfollowed by a couple of guys. I got unfollowed by a couple of super pro PlayStation guys because I called them out. I was like, this is dishonest. You're taking Phil Spencer's comment out of context and you know it. If you actually watch it, if you actually watch that Xbox on interview, 
Phil Spencer did not lie. He was very careful in what he said. And I had I had people unfollow me. I'm dude, I'm consistent. I called out the the, the pro Sony guys for for misrepresenting Phil Spencer. I did a whole stream on how, hey, listen, Phil Spencer didn't lie. Stop ripping the comments out of context. You just look just as dishonest as the other side that does similar things to Jim Ryan. I don't let either side get away with it, homie. I don't. But again, if you listen to the side that's trying to convince you I'm bad or I'm whatever, you'll, you'll get convinced. You'll think, oh yeah, that guy, that guy's a real po- Sony pony. Mm-hmm. Let me get this set up. <laughs> But Lona, what have you done for my cult lately? <laughs> oh my gosh. How are you, Lono? I'm doing good. How are you? Guys, the embargo on Layers of Fear drops in like 60 seconds. We are going to be playing it. I was given a code. Really, really excited about that. Um, I was given a code by both Key Mailer (laughs) and Terminals, which is great because I'll get credit for coverage on both sites, which is kind of what you want. You want to be able to to show these people like, hey, if you give me codes in advance, I will uh, use them, right? I'm supposed to do Layers of Fear 2023 in the description. Layers of Fear 2023. Okay, I've got that. I'll just double check in that. All right, I'm going to put... I got an extra key for it. I'm going to throw that in VIP. You're welcome, VIP. Okay. All right, give me 60 seconds. I'm going to run upstairs. I'm going to be right back. I'll send some tweets, and then we'll go to this stream. It's super helpful when you guys support gameplay streams. Um, It's super, super helpful. So uh, consider sticking around, even if it's only, you know, for the first, you know, even if it's only for, like, the first 15 minutes or whatever. It's super, super helpful. Uh, We need that. Okay, cool. I'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. And also, I will gift these members when I get over to the new stream. It gives you the maximum amount of time. If you guys want to scramble and do another 20 members, get to 50. I'll owe you 10. I'll gift those in the gameplay stream. So stick around. That's your best chance of getting one. I'll be right back.
I feel like... I, I don't know why I feel like this, but I feel like we should do a green screen from this. Am I the only one that feels like scary games are better? Uh... When you do like a green screen? I just wonder. I feel like it's more immersive. You know what I mean? Alright. Live. Yes, green screen. Yeah, I feel like you can like zoom in and see me more. Layers of twenty twenty three. Is there not a layers of fear? account on Twitter to mention? Do they not have an account? Layers of Fears? Is this them? Yeah, this is them. They have underscores in their name. Alrighty. That out. I love getting jump scared. There we go. Send that. All right, let me put it into Starfield runs an internal res of 1296p at 30. Interesting. <laughs> what? Okay, let me get the green screen. Been a while since I've done this. All right, and then we'll go like that. Okay. There's nothing wrong with being upscaled. Everybody talking about being 4K though. Okay, let me get in the game. I'll turn the music on. Oof, that, that filter's not quite working on the chroma key. Is that better?
What is that source over there? There we go. Okay, I'm a I'm a little bit see through. Let me let me adjust that. Uh, there we go. I never thought I literally am putting a green light on the green screen, and it's making the green screen like more effective. Like I'm a little bit outlined in green now, so let me fix that. there that's better okay i've not done green screen in a long time so okay let me give you guys a link we're going to redirect do me a favor we don't do gameplay all that often and it's super important to the channel to to get the opportunity to do gameplay streams so uh smash the like button like crazy when we get over there i'll give some members as well when we get over there if somebody wants to gift a member it helps me um i can kind of like piggyback right Thanks so much for checking out Layers of Fear gameplay. We got a code from Terminals as well as Key Mailer, so thank you for those codes. Checking out gameplay as soon as the embargo dropped. I really like the first Layers of Fear, so we want to jump in. They do have a little warning here on the front that it contains content that might be disturbing. They encourage you to take care of your mental health. They also uh, give a warning about flashing uh, in case of uh, seizures. So if you can't watch content with flashing lights, then do not watch this stream. Uh, We're going to be diving in right away. I'm going to end a previous stream uh, that was about the Xbox Activision deal. I'm going to end that stream and redirect everybody over. Make sure as soon as you guys come over, you smash the like button. 